Even with serious roster needs, Tom Telesco once again did not make a move at the NFL trade deadline, and it feels like the Chargers are failing to live up to their all-in mantra. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But today's show starts with talking about the NFL trade deadline going, the Chargers not making a move, And us being upset about it because we are both very vocal about the Chargers making a trade and just doing something to try to maximize their chances of making the playoffs this year, even if they're not going to fully, you know, rebuild this roster in season. But we'll also talk about if the Chargers were in some way waving the white flag by not making a move at the deadline. And we have our Chargers mailbag to get into. So we'll also be talking about maybe a potential edge rusher and free agency that could make some sense now that we know there's not going to be a trade. Maybe even a wide receiver speed threat on the practice squad who has failed to make it active on game days yet. And even if Tom Telesco doesn't make the playoffs this this year, is he on the hot seat along with everybody else in the Chargers coaching staff and front office? But today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked on. All right, David. Well, I laid it out. The Chargers once again did not make a move at the deadline. They watched a lot of other contenders and other teams like that make a bunch of moves. It was a very, very busy trade deadline in the NFL, but the Chargers stand pat again. Do you think that was a mistake? Yes, it was a blatant mistake. I don't understand how you can look at this roster as it is currently constructed and be happy with what you've seen. There is a clear lack of explosiveness in the wide receiver room. You've dealt with major injuries. Keenan Allen has missed most of the season. Mike Williams is going to be out for a month. Jalen Guyton tore his ACL. You have no explosiveness whatsoever in that room. You had to make a move. And then, oh, by the way, that's not the only problem. On defense, you are one injury away from a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick playing multiple meaningful snaps in potentially multiple games. You could have added in that situation. Also, there's obviously a lack of edge rusher help. You signed Jerry Atauju, but Jerry Atauju hasn't made any kind of significant play in the last two seasons. So your lack of moves is saying that I believe... I don't understand you believe in the players that you have right now who are clearly not getting it done you are sitting at four and three but the flaws are obvious and it just does not make sense i don't agree with a a general manager sitting there seeing that there's obvious flaws and choosing to do nothing about it but obviously why would we expect a general manager that has only made one in-season trade in his entire tenure as the chargers general manager to make a move to try and make this team better you didn't even try and that's what angers me the most 100 I, I mean i get the arguments right we just had daniel popper on he told us where the chargers kind of felt you know or where they stood about you know guys in the receiving core coming back 
feeling like they have enough edge rusher until Chris Rump and Joey Bosa comes back. That's what it seemed like Bomper was kind of saying and just how they felt about it. And I understand the part of it where you're saying, okay, hey, there's not an impact player that's going to come in there and dramatically improve your team. I mean, I think that's true, right? I mean, I don't know if there's a, a player out there that would have changed the Chargers or totally altered their season. But the thing is, David, there's only 17 games in an NFL season, right? If you keep waiting for guys to come back from injury, you're just going to run out of time. And I think especially in the receiving course specifically, right? Not a ton of receivers got moved, especially after Chase Claypool went for a second round pick and really just kind of raised the asking price for everybody out there, which I understand. But in the receiving core, like, yes, Keenan Allen might be back soon. We don't even know for sure if he's going to be back this week. That could be another, you know, game where the only guys I know for sure that are going to play this week at the wide receiver position are Michael Bandy, Jason Moore, right? I mean, that's pretty much DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter. Those are the three. I mean, you know, Joe Reed maybe, but like, I don't know about Josh Palmer. I don't know about Keenan Allen. I know Mike Williams isn't playing. So I understand the arguments of, okay, like, hey, some of those guys are going to come back. But you know who's not coming back? Jalen Guyton, right? And you don't, you never replace the speed that he brought to the table. We'll talk later about, you know, someone like John Hightower, who they have on the practice squad. Maybe he can come up as a speed guy and stretch the field a little bit for them. But I wouldn't get your hopes up for that. It's just a, a frustrating, David, because I don't think there's a guy that could have, you know, ensured them the playoffs, a guy that could have ensured them a Super Bowl run. Obviously, they weren't going to make a trade for someone like that. But there, you can't tell me that there was no one out there that they could have tried, right? Especially when you have, you know, literally a show called All In. <laughs> you, have, you have a show about your team called All In. You have Brandon Staley talking at press conference saying, like, we are going to explore every avenue to try to improve this team during the bye week, all these things. Last year during the bye week, they at least made some moves, right? They brought in Dustin Hopkins. They brought in Andre Roberts. Like, they made improvements at the bye week, and you at least could see it. Jerry Atauchu, right, isn't going to do that. Like, Michael Jaquette isn't going to do that for the Chargers. Those are just end-of-the-roster type of players. And I just don't think there's any argument to be had, David, that the Chargers couldn't have improved at some point in some way during this bye week, during this trade deadline. How do you get better if you don't do anything? You don't make yeah. any moves at all. How do you expect to get better unless you're making drastic schematic changes? And I don't know how you can feel confident that that's going to happen either. Yeah. I just don't understand it. You can't sit here and do nothing and say that you're all in. That's not the truth. Okay. It's not. You are not. You're not going out there inquiring about bringing people in. You're not even trying. That's the problem that I have. That's what what angers me the most is that you're sitting idly by and just expect that these guys are going to come back and be able to make the impact that they are supposed to make. Even when they had all of these guys on the field, the product wasn't good enough. You yeah. have to improve. And the chargers did nothing to improve. Like I said, I'm not surprised because this isn't in the DNA of the general manager, which unfortunately I, I don't really like that. I yeah. feel like your job as the top personnel guy is to literally turn over every single rock and do every single thing that you can to improve your team. And I just don't feel like I can say confidently that Tom Telesco has done that. The entirety of him being the general manager of the Chargers this year is no different. Yeah. And I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, you're not super surprised because he hasn't no, done it. I mean, it was, it was 2013 the last time it happened. But you did feel out of all the years, at least leading up to this one, if there was a year where you're going to try to, you know, get someone to help you try to make the most out of this season, it would have been this year. And, and it hurts, you know, when you see how active the trade deadline is, right? You have the Bills yes. 
trading for Naheem Hines. You have the Eagles trading for Robert Quinn. The Dolphins are trading for Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. The Vikings are trading for TJ Hawkinson. All those teams have better records than the Chargers, you know, by a couple of games. But that's not the point. I, I, at least those teams are going for it, though, right? At like they're at least trying. At least they're 100%. doing something. I mean, the the Bears are trading second round picks, right, for Chase Claypool. I mean, that's a different story and a, you know, sure. a different move for the future too. But like, other teams are trying to do this. I mean, the last two teams that won the Super Bowl made in season additions and made trades at the deadline, right? Last year yeah. it was Von Miller with the Broncos going to the Rams. You think they were happy about that move? Yeah, the Chargers yeah. weren't going to get you know someone of that caliber. Their cap space next season is really tied up, and it would have been hard to you know really bring in anyone with a massive hit in 2023. But either way, go do something. Go try to make a move. Go try to make the most out of this season. Because if not, then you could be sending the wrong message to the fans, and right, and, and a message that you're not trying to send, and maybe even going back on your all-wing kind of message. So we'll talk about that because we are getting into our Chargers mailbags. So we're going to get into if the Chargers felt like this season was already gone. And that's why they didn't make a trade because they knew one trade wasn't going to get them the Super Bowl. So that's why they stood pat. And we'll get into much more on our Chargers mailbag coming up right after this. But I do need to tell you guys about something that I made has made me feel really good. Unlike the Chargers at the trade deadline. And that is simply safe for your home security needs. Here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense that you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know that your home is safe. I love Simply Safe because one of the things that for me, I think has given me the peace of mind is just being able to use all of the HD cameras that come with your setup at Simply Safe. When I'm on the go, I'm on a road trip. If I'm on vacation, I can hit up the HD cameras and see what's going on with my house. I can check on my dog. Most importantly, I can make sure the house isn't burning down because that is something I randomly think about sometimes living in California. But the nice thing about Simply Safe is it blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. Even when ha- it even has hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Right now, guys, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I think safe would be a very accurate way to describe how the Chargers decided to attack this NFL trade deadline, David. And it's time to get into our Chargers mailbag. And we know we had a lot of questions and we had some voicemails we're not going to be able to get into today. But I think we did have some really good ones that I want to get into, including an edge rusher that's available in free agency that might make some sense for the Chargers and also a speedy wide receiver on the practice squad, a guy like John Hightower, who does and would be the fastest guy on the Chargers team right now if they decided to bring him up. They haven't yet, so we'll talk about that. But I think it starts with this, David. I think it's a question that a lot of Charger fans are asking themselves, especially after this deadline. This one comes in from Fran, and they ask, did the Chargers not make any moves because they believe they have enough on the roster to make a Super Bowl run already? Or did they not trade because they think even if they do trade, it's not enough to make a Super Bowl run anyways? So this is something I've seen out there, kind of a a general narrative that's been out there where it's like, okay, well, if you can't add an impact player, you're just basically throwing picks away, right? And because it's not going to make a difference anyways. But David, I also feel like (laughs) 
if you win in every season, you could talk yourself into like, okay, well, yeah, the Bills are way better, right? The Eagles have a much more complete roster. Like, you can always talk yourself into, okay, we're not a Super Bowl team anyways. Once you start letting that kind of affect you with Justin Herbert as your quarterback and the way you're making decisions, like the Chargers, it better not have been, okay, well, we're not going to win the Super Bowl, so we're not going to make a pick because it's like, you cannot be wasting another year of these players' careers on this team right now. It's just too important. You have to do whatever you can to get a ticket to the dance and see what happens. Absolutely. The Chargers are four and three. You better not have that defeatist attitude and say, oh, we have, you know, we don't have enough. We're just going to punt on the season. No, uh-uh. absolutely not. These are professional athletes. These guys come here. Yeah, they get paid to play, but they're they're here to win. You're yeah. not going to sit here and, and just quit, especially when you have a winning record. I know it doesn't feel like the Chargers have a winning record. At least that's the you know the sentiment around the team and the organization. But but they do. They're four and three. And so they better feel like they have the confidence in the players that they have in the building to go out there and make the necessary changes to go out there and win games more convincingly. Because yeah. I don't feel like we've had any game this season that you felt really 100% comfortable and confident that they were going to win the game at really any point in yeah. time during the 60 minutes that you are watching. It's always been a roller coaster watching the Chargers play football this year. Now, the jury is going to be out for me. Okay, I'm going to be waiting and watching and hoping that the Chargers make adjustments on both sides of the ball because they are needed. Last year, during the bye week, they did make some changes, and they were tangible. We did see some improvements. We saw the special teams get better. We saw the running game get a little bit better as far as the run defense is concerned. So I'm hoping that we see some of those adjustments, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about, you know, just some of the scheme adjustments they can make in the next segment, continuing the Chargers mailbag. But as far as, I mean, just with a message that it sends this season, I mean, it's just hard to say you're all in when you have these deficiencies yep. and you don't try to change it. Right. And, and you, you're not bringing in, you know, proven veterans, even in free agency. And I know the list is barren, but at the same time, I mean, I just think that, yeah, injuries have totally derailed your season for sure. Yep. There's nothing you can do about that. That is a valid excuse. Everyone wants to say, I'm not making excuses, but the Chargers have a ton of injuries. That's a very valid excuse. <laughs> I mean, that is something. Especially that, the injuries you know, that they are, too. Like, these are significant to who they're injuries. happening to, I think, is the bigger yes. thing, right? The guys that they're losing to these injuries, I mean, is obviously absolutely brutal. At the same time, though, if you think there's any way you can give yourself a chance to have meaningful games when Joey Bosa comes back, when Mike Williams comes back, you have to do everything in your power to do it. And I just think yeah. that these low-key signings the Chargers have been making and the guys that they've been bringing in, more unproven young players, and thinking that you're going to get the most out of these guys when the guys that you're already bringing in for depth are struggling to the point where they're at right now, it just seems like a you know a big fallacy that just is not going to happen. And I just think that they just missed a big opportunity here to prove to the fans that they want to continue to be all in and that they're all in this season. And it can feel like they're waving the white flag when something happens like this. But let's hear what David has for us in a voicemail, because he might have an answer, at least for help at the edge rusher position. My name is David. I was actually wondering, what do you guys think about Everson Griffin? I know that he had the whole uh, 911 call thing last year, but in recent interviews, he said that he was feeling a lot better and he was looking forward to playing. So last year he played, he played six games and had five sacks, which was last year. And I think that he would not command too heavy of a price if nobody's looking at him now. Uh, why not pick him up and see if he's still got the juice a little bit? Thanks. I think it's a great question. I mean, I think if you see anyone with that pedigree out there, you're like, yeah, you know, bring that guy in. 
Fortunately, I just don't think there's any chance that it happens. I mean, if, if the rest of the league has kind of already let that ship sail on Everson Griffin, I, I don't think the Chargers would. I mean, we talked about how safe they are. Safer, you know, as safe as simply safe is, basically. I mean, that's how kind of conservative they are, especially with bringing in guys who have had off-the-field issues. He's had a lot of mental health stuff. He had to take five games away in 2018 for mental health. So, like, I'm all for giving second chances. I just don't think that the Chargers are going to do it. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. And also... Everson Griffin's been in the league for a long time. You know, he's been in, in the league over 10 years. He's 34 years old. Yeah, over 12 so, years, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, But, I mean, like, that, at the same time, David, like, I don't mind them going, you know, if there was a guy like, a, you know, Justin Houston still out there or something like that, I'm down for adding a Dwight Freeney-like veteran on the short-term yeah. basis to get you through it, right? Like, sure. that, those are okay with me. Yeah. No, I mean, I would be okay with them making the move. I mean, at least that's them saying, hey, I'm going to try this and see if it see if it works, see if there's anything left in the tank there for Everson Griffin. But for every possible avenue. <laughs> exactly. That's and that's what I've been saying. So I'd love to see that. But knowing the Chargers organization like, you know, like we do, it's not going to happen. The Chargers don't take you know, chances like this, if there's any kind of off field concerns whatsoever, they're going to deem that as a distraction and they're not going to want to bring that player. in. that's just. What the Chargers have done, that's how they evaluate. It's part of their evaluation process when they're bringing in players, and it's just its not something they're going to do. Yeah, it's just not part of Tom Telesco's DNA. But, hey, sometimes you got to change. You know, Sometimes yeah. you have to evolve. Sometimes you have to adapt. Sometimes you have to adjust. Oh, wait, you always do. But there is an option, David. The Chargers already have kind of on their roster, on the practice squad, and that is John Hightower, a speed receiver. And we got a question from AV Boxing, who asked, what will it take for John Hightower to see the field? He's the only player with speed that resembles Jalen Guyton's, but he still hasn't gotten called up. What do you guys think is the main reason for him not being activated yet? David, I'll let you take the first crack at this one. Yeah, well, obviously, they don't have trust in John Hightower. I mean, that's really the biggest thing. And and honestly, what is it going to take for him to get on the field? It's, it's going to be more injuries. Honestly, I think that's the only thing that that's it's going to have to happen for John Hightower to get a shot. I'd love to see it. Because at least they're giving him a chance to see what he can do, stretch the field. I mean, hey, once upon a time, you had a couple of guys named Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton who nobody knew anything about. And look what they did. You know, multiple 40-plus yard touchdowns between the pair of them. So, you, I mean, how hard could it be to send this guy on a go route and just see if he sure. can, see how far he can run it and, and see how far Justin Herbert can throw it? I mean, hello, take a chance and, and see what happens. But, yeah, I think it's just going to take another injury before – John Hightower sniffs the field, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think the only argument I'd have for that as far as a potential chance is like, okay, hey, maybe during the bye week they can get this dude up to speed, right? Yeah. Maybe if Keenan Allen has to miss another week, they can sure. get this dude activated on game day. I wouldn't get your hopes up, though, because first of all, the dude just hasn't been good at playing football, and I think that's probably the biggest issue here. Yeah. Obviously, they brought him in. He only played really in one season in 2020. He had 10 catches. He also had four drops. That's a 28.4% drop percentage. And I know his 4 four three forty time would be like, you know, the fastest amongst the Chargers receivers right now. It's not game-changing speed. I mean, I think he showed that he can, you know, win. He did win some deep routes in 2020 when he was playing with the Eagles after being a fifth-round pick. He was really good at Boise State. He's not the, the you know, fixed to the Chargers problems. And then I think the unfortunate thing is even when we saw a healthy Jalen guy and it didn't seem like early in the season they were committed to getting him on the field very much. So just being fast obviously isn't enough to get you on the field for the Chargers offense. But we do want to continue our mailbag because, David, the big part of this personnel thing is the general manager, Tom Telesco, who has now, you know, had 10 seasons of this and, and only making one move at the trade deadline and, and, you know, only 
two playoff appearances in nine seasons. So maybe at the end of the season, if the Chargers don't make a playoff run or a deep playoff run, maybe his job's in trouble. So we'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about what a successful season looks like for the Chargers, considering not making a move, all the injuries that they've already had, and much more. So we're going to get into that. But I do have to tell you guys first about my favorite daily fantasy site. And of course, I'm talking about prize picks. What I love about prize picks, guys, is it's not the same as a lot of the other, you know, projection sites that you see with prize picks. You can go search out the best matchups that you can find with prize picks. It's just you versus the prize picks projection. So you go find guys who have really good matchups. And if that player goes more than or less than what their projection is, you win. All you have to do is pick two to five players. And if they go over those projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. If you're looking for Chargers stuff this weekend, you can go Justin Herbert more than or less than 260 and a half passing yards or Austin Eckler more than or less than uh, 57 or 53.5 rushing yards. And that's against a pretty bad Falcons defense, which we'll talk about later this week in our keys and maybe even tomorrow on the crossover show with the Falcons. But there are a ton. And that's a great thing is you just go through. You don't have to pick from any certain list. You don't have to pick from any, you know, things. They're not making you go up against it. You're handpicking the ones that you want. It's not just football either, right? You can go NBA. You can go MLB. You can go golf, MMA, college football, even disc golf. If you want to do projections on disc golf, you can find that at Prize Picks. And all you have to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant to instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked in. That means you put in $100, they'll match that $100. If you put in 50, they'll match it with 50. So don't forget to use the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. David, let's continue this Chargers mailbag with one of our good friends, I would say, a tier, one of our favorite guys on Twitter. He has called in and left a voicemail about Tom Telesco. I think he's seen enough. Let's hear what a tier has for us. Hi, Dan. Hi, David. This is a tier, your good friend. I just have a question. I don't know what this GM is doing, but I wanted to know if we don't make a deep playoff run, is it time for us to move on and get a new one? Let me hear your voice, please. I'm tired of this guy. Thank you. I do. I love you. First of all, I, <laughs> that's the best. Um, we've talked about it many times, right? Like, I mean, I, what is it? Two seasons ago, I read like a, you know, eight part Tom Telesco article just about, yep. you know, how these math classes and <laughs> out. Things haven't gotten much better since then. But at this point, David, I mean, he's saying a deep playoff run. I mean, I think if he makes the playoffs, his job is probably no matter what secured, especially with the injury yeah. and everything else that I'm sure, you know, he's going to be given leniency because of. But I think it's a fair question <laughs> at this point. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, just be a Tom Telesco hater. And, and I know there's obviously bigger issues. The coaching is an issue as well, right? I mean, injuries are an issue. There's a ton of different things. We're talking about this is his 10th season, right? In 10 seasons, he's made the playoffs twice. The Chargers don't make the playoffs this year. That means they haven't made it in four full seasons, three of those seasons with Justin Herbert. Like, I, it's just, to me, I mean, it, the conversation has to be had. The seat has to warm up. I mean, how many times are you going to point at the coach before you look upstairs, right? And, and the one thing we've also seen is Tom Telesco picking a lot of the guys his head coach wants anyways, right? So if the head coach has that much sway, why is Tom Telesco so important to keep retaining his job even though the Chargers aren't winning games? I mean, wins are not a quarterback stat. They're much closer to a GM stack. That's they the are a GM stack. Coach. Yeah, that's the dude who's picking the coach. That's the dude who's picking the players. And that's the dude who's making these deals in the offseason going all in, and they're not working out. Some accountability has to happen. 
three head coaches, two playoff appearances in 10 years. It's yes. not good enough. I'm sorry. And if the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year, the Chargers need to find a new general manager because, unfortunately, Tom Telesco is not getting the job done. He has had ample time to be able to make the moves necessary to build a roster capable of winning playoff games, and that has not happened at a high enough rate. Your success as a general manager is strictly on winning and winning championships, and Tom Telesco and the Chargers have not done that. So for me, it's you either make the playoffs this year or you got to go. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen. It feels like him and Brandon Staley are linked. I still don't think Staley is going to get fired this season. After all the injuries we've seen. And I mean, we've seen yeah. other coaches kind of go on a similar kind of path to this, right? Where it's like you, you excuse yeah. a couple of bad seasons because of horrific injuries to insanely important players. And then it gets extended and they eventually get fired and it doesn't end up working out, right? I mean, we've seen that, what, three or four head coaches in a row now? Yeah. Telesco went out and got Staley his guys. He went out and got the guys that he wanted, right? And, and at some point, that has to turn back on Staley. Like, okay, well, you have these guys, right? And I know a bunch of guys are injured, but it still has to kind of look better than what it is right now. So it's not like Tom Telesco gets all the blames, and he does have a big hits. He yeah. drafted Justin Herbert, which he's going to get credit for forever. You know, sure. sorry, but that's just the way it works. He yeah. has Rashawn Slater on his resume. Yep. He has Joey Bosa and Derwin, Derwin James, James on his resume, yeah. right? Like, he does have some misses. Right. I mean, yeah. Jerry Tillery, Kenneth Murray in the first, we're just talking about first round picks, right? Mm. Kenneth Murray and Melvin Gordon's probably up there. DJ Fluker. Yeah. Either way, he's drafted insanely impactful players. It's the middle rounds of the draft and not hitting on the day two and three picks, having guys like the Isaiah depth. Spiller and JT Woods not be able to see the field for the first half of the season, right? Like having guys that are kind of falling by the wayside and never becoming in contributors. Yeah. I mean, Jamari Sawyer's great. Yeah. That's a great find by Tom Telesco. We haven't seen enough of it. We haven't seen enough guys be impactful and in finding those late day steals or even just day two consistent players that can be out there and just turn into starters for you. We just haven't seen it enough. And I think it's fair to look at him if the Chargers season continues to go sideways like it has. But let's continue this Chargers mailbag. We have more to get into here, Dave. Let's get to Gerald Garrow on this one who asked, do you think that schemes on both sides of the ball offense and defense need to change or be revamped so the team can be more fluent and have cohesion as a team? I still believe in this team. Love that, Garrett. Gerald, I mean, I love the the positivity still at this point. A lot of things can still happen. We've seen the Chargers do oh, crazier yeah. stuff with worse rosters. So I think that is kind of the right outlook to take it. It's hard to have a ton of confidence in it until we go see them do it, right? But I don't mind that kind of thought process at all. As far as the schemes go, I mean, if you were going to make any significant changes, this would be the time right now. Yeah. By week and the time to make adjustments is now. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the time uh, on defense. I don't know how much they're going to be able to change schematically because this is this is a, a very complex beast. There's a lot. Well, you were going just saying on. that the run defense right last year, yeah. it got better after yeah. they've worked some things out in the bye. Week. Right. So hopefully that they make some tweaks. Right. I mean, you're they definitely have to make adjustments if, if they if they want to change the course of their season, the, the, the trajectory of their season, the way it's going right now, they have to make some adjustments. They got to eliminate the explosive plays on defense. They, they got to get off the field on third down you have to do those things like it's it's if you can't win football games if you don't and 
on offense, the play calling can definitely change. I think that's one thing that you can point to immediately afterwards and say, okay, maybe they can do some design rollouts. Maybe they can do some things to buy some time for the quarterback to be able to actually just look down the football field and maybe take some shots. And that's, you know, and hopefully also Justin Herbert gets a little bit healthier so you can feel a little bit more confident about staying in the pocket and delivering some throws. I think you hope that those things take, take place. I think, it's more tangible to see it on the offensive side than the defensive side, but adjustments have to be made on both sides for sure. Well, so like the hard thing is, is like as far as tangible changes, like there's no additions coming into either right. of those sides anytime soon. Right. And that's, so a, it has you know, to be at schematic. least guys. And yeah, you should constantly be changing your scheme and adapting to the players that you have. And that's the funny thing about the NFL is you have every coach out there in the world saying, hey, we're going to adjust our scheme to the players that we have. And yet with yeah. the Chargers being a prime example, it doesn't feel like that always happens, right? No. For the Chargers offense, yes. If you have Justin Herbert looking like the way you do, you tear up the playbook if you have to. You start from scratch if you have to. You don't want to yeah. teach him a new offense, things, things like that, obviously, but you have to absolutely making sure you're getting the absolute most out of him. If this is his system is causing him to not get the most out of him and holding him back hundred percent, you have to revamp at it. Yeah. You hundred percent have to change it. Yeah. I don't know if Joe Lombardi has it in him to totally change his scheme like that, but he absolutely probably should if it's yeah. not working the way it should. Right. And defensively we've seen the scheme work. There's a ton of people yeah. running Brandon Staley's absolutely scheme. Chargers just seem to have too many boneheaded plays where they're giving up big explosive ones. And that's just something that has been a problem all season long. And I mean, is a reason that even though they haven't probably played as poorly as their points per game given up, they have in no way been a good defense this year. Let's get to one more here, Dave. Let's go rapid fire with our last question from Khalil Sack on Twitter. Great name. Given all that we've been through so far, what would constitute a successful season, a playoff berth or win finishing above 500? David, where's the bar at now with everything going on? It's still playoffs or bust for me. I don't care. I, I don't think I mean, just the playoffs would have been a success at the beginning of the season, though, right? Like, I think yeah. we were setting our, our sights higher than, you know, hey, definitely. I was AFC get- championship game or bust, I think, at the beginning. Yeah, of the and I and definitely I was there, too. I was expecting that because if you look at all the pieces that the Chargers brought in on both sides, just looking at them on paper for what they've the done, paper team. you had yeah. that expectation. I mean, that's that's the truth of the matter. But yeah. looking at the situation as it is now, there's still 10 games in front of the Chargers. There's still a lot of time, and there's still a lot of things that can happen. They can still go on a run. As improbable as it may feel now, it can happen. Crazier things have happened in the NFL. So you have to watch it unfold in front of you. But yeah. it's got to happen. I mean, you, you <laughs> that's, that, that's the, the playoffs, thing you don't know. Saying, Making yeah. the playoffs has to happen. If the Chargers don't make the playoffs, I don't see how you can see it as a successful season with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Even with the injuries, it still feels like heads have to roll. If you don't make the playoffs with Justin Herbert through two seasons, I mean, and like going back to the scheme thing, like it just feels like it feels like you're wasting an extremely, you know, special talent in Justin Herbert at times. And I think when that's happening, I mean, you have to reevaluate everything. Uh, And I do think, yeah, now the playoffs are definitely what consider a successful season. I think if the Chargers make the playoffs with the injuries that they sustained, even with all the criticisms that we've had, I mean, most yeah. of the criticisms come from a place of, hey, I have no faith that this team's going to go 500 down the stretch, yeah. right? Uh, like, I'm afraid to death that this team could go, you know, three and seven if they, if things don't go perfectly for them because of how they played in a lot of these games. Making the playoffs is now the new standard. That is the new successful season for yeah. me with what the Chargers are doing and, and kind of where they're currently sitting at, which is 
sad <laughs> in a lot yeah. of ways because we did have our side set so much higher than that. They had their side set so much higher than that. We thought they could be a true contender. Everything's falling apart, as it is always being a Chargers fan. Nothing that is new to anyone who's been following the team as much as us or any of you guys right out there. We've all seen this before, and that's what makes it so frustrating. But that is going to do it on today's show. For the first time in two weeks, though, tomorrow is a crossover episode. We're getting back to crossover Thursday with Aaron Freeman of the Locked On Falcons. And I'm very, very excited for that. Not one that we get to do very often, a special occasion, as you will, at the Georgia Dome. I'm so excited for this matchup. And hopefully the Chargers, even through all my fears, can find a way to get it done. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel if you haven't already. Make sure to like the video if you like the show as well. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify for free on any platform, wherever you get your podcast from. And you can follow us on all those places or subscribe to make sure you never miss the show. We also post the show to all of our social media. You guys want to find us. You can also find it on my Twitter at Dan talk sports, David Drogmeyer's Twitter at Dro talk SD and the show's page at lockdown LAC. Thanks to anyone who, you know, checked us out on at lockdown LAC on Twitter to get your questions in today. And anyone who called into the voicemail line at three, two, three, five, two, four, seven, nine, two, four. We get it, guys. We get everything that's going on. We understand your frustrations with this team. We're right there with you, right? And we're just along for the ride. And we're just going to continue bringing you the latest and greatest Chargers content that we have, including the best shows of the week, the crossover shows that are coming on tomorrow. Locked on Chargers, Locked on Falcons. You're not going to want to miss it. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.